0: Hey, dear, are you ready for a trip in the TARDIS to a new place that isn't Earth for once? Even though that happened not that long ago? No. Curse of Peladon! That's right, we're on Peladon, bitches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this, there's a lot to talk about with this episode. I've always loved this episode, though.
1: You don't, say.
0: It is great.
1: It is something. Sorry, what happens? What happens in the Curse of Peladon, dear? Um, well Uh the, there's a castle and we see a vampire looking dude walking around and some Roman soldiers going to see their leader. Everyone kinda looks sort of same in the hair. And something about breaking tradition and curses, and the king goes, Can you stop fucking fighting with your brother? I will turn this car around. Your names are Torvis and Hepish. And something about maybe they're going to join the Galactic Federation, and they're going to meet some delegates, one named Alpha Centauri, who looks like a penis. But then as soon as Torbus leaves to go deal with stuff, he's murdered.
0: Um, Hang on, I feel like I should mention, uh, relating to the bet that we had last week, uh, upon witnessing Alpha Centauri in all their glory for the first time deer burst into laughter so i win the bet
1: it wasn't bursting into laughter it was just kind of like sort of thing so
0: yes which in in podcast terms is in podcast and also deer terms is <laughs> burst into laughter
1: i uh, i, I mm, i'll give you that maybe
0: um it's more burst into laughter than a sigh
1: yeah and i did pay you that but i did give you your sub so you know yeah. uh anyway uh, so he gets murdered, and then one of the guards sees the thing that murdered him and gets all scared. And I thought it murdered the guard, too. He's fine. Uh, the spirit of Agardor is alive and well, and the curse is here. And also the TARDIS is here. The TARDIS is the curse. Who boy. Uh, wait, why is the TARDIS working, we wonder? And the doctor's like, I got it working again. And this is a test flight, Joe. See? But she's like, I wanted to go on a date with the soldier. And she's like, well, we'll be back in time. So they check the scanners. And the doctor's like, oh, we're probably still at base, actually, because it looks like Earth here. And then the TARDIS almost falls off a cliff. And they get out of the TARDIS, and then it does fall off the cliff. And Joe's like, oh, great, it's going to be smashed to pieces. And the doctor's like, "Eh, it's indestructible, don't worry. Uh, Let's climb this cliff, see where we are. And then... Oh my god. A fucking eye caterpillar penis thing named Alpha Centauri, walks up and goes, hi, we're here to discuss stuff about the Galactic Federation. Though, because it learns that Torbis died, it wants to cancel the conference. Meanwhile, the Doctor and Joe are climbing up. Cancel
0: culture got a
1: monk. Very much so. (laughs) The Doctor and Joe are still climbing the mountain in the storm, and Joe finds a tunnel and they're like, let's go in here. Meanwhile, the delegates are informed someone has died. Uh, There's also a floating head delegate, but they say we have a self-defense weapon as well. Don't fuck with us and destroy a base nearby. For, you know, no reason. That could have been a million dollar base and they wouldn't have known that. Uh, We see a shrine to Alf uh, that the doctor and Joe pass by and they're like, hey, look, it's Alf. I remember that TV show. And then... We also see that the king is a bastard and had an earth mother and everyone doesn't like this. And Hepish really thinks that the curse is what killed his brother. And he's like, hey, Hepish, let me do this Federation stuff, please. And he goes, no, I don't want to. And the Joe... Joe and the doctor continue around the tunnels to avoid... The weird growling noises that they hear down here, as well as they pull on this torch that opens a secret door, and we later find out that all torches lead to secret doors, and apparently the Ice Warriors are here. I fucking, <gasps> I fucking hate
0: hey, them. Hey, hey, hey! They were better than they were I, in the sixties. I don't actually understand them, and their voices don't hurt to listen to anymore.
1: They're still so bad, Gam. They're so bad. They're really not. They're so bad. You're just whining. No, I damn not just whining. I don't like them. I don't like their design. I don't like the fact that they're like (laughs) every two fucking seconds.
0: Sounds like whining to me.
1: Sounds like you're being a stuck up bitch.
0: I'm not defending them. I'm just saying you're whining.
1: I'm saying that you're just being stuck up about them
0: i'm not though
1: Uh, it sounds like you're defending them though but i'm not but it literally sounds like
0: is annoying yes it's better in this than it was in previous ones but it is still kind of annoying which is why it's good that they don't have that much dialogue and the dialogue they do have is very pronounceable and Mm -hmm. is given to one character (laughs) and
1: the leader who can talk better
0: the leader who can talk better and has better mobility. Anyway, keep going, because we've got a lot of talk about <sighs> The here. Ice
1: Warriors are fucking here. And they apparently are also talking to the king, and are also delegates and supposedly peaceful. And then they're like, our curse says a stranger is going to appear in the land and bring problems to the kingdom. And then the doctor shows up, and they're like, hey, look, it's the stranger. Uh, and the Ice Warriors assume he is the Earth delegate, and the dude next to the king Secretly walks away behind a door Uh. covered in cloth, Uh, and they're like, "Hey, doctor, can we see your credentials?" And he's like, "No, I lost them. It's fine. Uh, Let us see the king, please, because Joe is a princess of TARDIS." (laughs) (laughs) The Ice Warriors wonder, "What the fuck Joe is doing here as a princess, though?" Only
0: royalty and men of- uh, only men of rank and and royalty may set foot in the throne room. Mm -hmm. So, well, they gotta do what they gotta do.
1: Yeah, and the Ice Warriors are like, what the fuck? And then telling- they tell the doctor about the violence that happened, and we also note outside that there's a guard posed to murder by pushing over a statue when everybody walks out, and they're like, let's all go to the conference room, and they head out. And then the king kind of hits on Joe for a bit. And then when they're walking out, the statue is pushed over and they're like, oh, fuck, someone's going to die. That's the episode, though. <gasps> Someone dies? Maybe.
0: Oh, okay. <sighs> okay, so I warned Deer up front. We're going to be talking a lot of, at the time, modern day politics. Um did you pick up on why
1: I, I kind of zoned out honestly just talk okay so
0: 1972 an important thing happened in 1972 mm-hmm. Britain joined a little thing called da, 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 da. the 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 the, the What? You know, the European Economic Community, which in turn developed into the European Union. Mm -hmm. Um, Da-da-da-da! With the common market, which gave the country closer links to Europe. Uh, By the writer's own admission, uh, it's Doctor Who a version of quote-unquote current events story, which Mm -hmm. is pretty few and far between because they don't want to risk accidentally, you know, uh getting in trouble with people um some people take this to extremes and uh find parallels to the point of looking actual at character design and trying to discern who is who based on what character mm-hmm. traits and physical who's bits. the penis um wh- which one <laughs> <laughs> so So there were a lot of things happening, but that was kind of the main sort of thing happening. Uh, But there's also, uh, paired with that at the time, you also have uh, a lot of African and South American countries are signing up for things that their government opponents were not big fans of. Uh, Mm -hmm. Development packages were treated with utmost suspicion. Uh, A lot of miracle crops being offered to farmers in what they called, quote, third world, uh, needed repeat prescriptions, and that the sh- seeds were high yield, but the resulting plants were sterile. So you had to go back the next year and buy more, mm-hmm. along with fertilizer, etc. Uh, same governments would condemn farmers for growing like things like hash and opium, uh, despite you know acting kind of bit like pushers themselves. Uh, This also led to mining corporations having massive influence on a diplomatic level, nudging treaties that governments were signing with other nations into essentially giving them partial ownership over countries, in a way. Uh, Factories backed by multinational copper smelters uh, kind of threw Ghana into... Saying turmoil is putting it lightly, but we don't have time to get into that. Um, If you look at the story in that context... Uh, Britain is a lot less like King Peladon in the story, and is a lot more like Alpha Centauri, with you know, offering aid with the allure of peace, but there's strings with it. Uh, But talking whilst having the moral high ground, but constantly, you know, saying that uh, we've left feudalism behind and superstition, Uh, we're we're, we're above that, we're above these primitives. Mm -hmm. Um, sort of defining joining the Federation as more of a becoming more like us. Not us merging together, more you're becoming like us. Um, uh, US is doing its own thing which I'll get to in a few sentences. Uh, You have the World Bank being set up not that long ago which again, the irkings of globalization starting to form and what comes from that, neo-colonialism, which has mm. spurred on all of this fear, which, again, you can chalk up to different archetypes of the characters in this, but, uh, you also have things like, uh, with the, the sort of the Tenth Planet, uh, that episode a long time ago, if you can remember, things like that kind of mimicked what the Chilean government was doing, uh, which took a cybernetician, uh, to reconfigure the entire economy of their country and social services, essentially, uh, with information theory and a new... and neurology, essentially, uh, which they might have actually succeeded had it not been for an American-backed coup, thank you, Richard Nixon, and Mm. Henry Kissinger, who was still alive and not been tried by The Hague. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: By The Hague. (laughs) Um, uh, We don't get anything more on the point until the 80s, but... Every week in the news, there was a story about somewhere in the world that had a, a mess that was being sorted out with some sort of new technology and, you know, the goodness of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have 1972 being a pivotal year for Europe, uh, European Union. I'm going to call it European Union, even though it was m- many different things. Uh, Britain joining it because before... The main thing that changed was uh, uh, Charles de Gaulle essentially was gone now and he was like fuck the British, then allowed in. Also, over the time Britain had lost a substantial amount of power you know, economically you know, militarily uh, all sorts of different ways. Um, you get things like the magic roundabout which you don't know about because it's probably not made its way to America. Um, but that was kind of a a representation of caricatures of, of different European nations uh, in a more literal sense, um, but also different. But the Curse of Paladon has no real obvious correlation between the aliens and the various countries involved. Uh, it's more a vague sort of pro-coming together versus anti-coming together and it's like in in a situation where you have a uh, a a sort of person who's stuck in the past and and doesn't want to push forward with progress because he, they see it as uh, moving backwards actually uh you you soon come to realize why the doctor is on the side of the federation because it's a side of hey we can we're not going to lose anything by coming together like Globalisation is good, actually. Um, it is a bit more... The The story does lean a little bit more on the uh, Federation side. Which, by the way, I've been saying Federation a lot. It's not the Star Trek Federation, but obviously it's derided from that in a certain way. But if you look at the actions of the, this sort of Federation and the way they sort of act in this, it's like, they're completely different. Um, this Federation actively talks about taunting primitive cultures and interfering in them and uh, threatening them, and it's like, yeah, this ain't your Star Trek. Um, Star Trek would not do that. Mm. Um, This is more akin to your European Union. Like, Star Trek is your socialist communist utopia, space utopia. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Federation in Doctor Who is more akin to European Union in space, where everyone is an individual individual and has their own goals, and and they're driven by one thing, and they they're trying to drive the group towards their own goal. Whereas like Star Trek Federation's like we're all working together for the one goal. Like Doctor Who Federation is more I want to join this because I want power, I want inf- I want uh, trade routes, I want etc etc etc. There's a lot, a, a a lot a lot a lot a lot, but. Uh, to to sort of dry it out a little bit, I'll talk about Alpha Centauri's costume. Um, uh-huh. Uh, first of all, before I get to Alpha Centauri's costume, we have to talk about King Peladon's costume. It yeah. is absolutely 1970s glam. Yes. Uh, the man is wearing small booty shorts, thigh-high go-go boots, a... uh. A what can only be described as a uh, an abushi torso, um, with the ring around his head,
1: a glittering <laughs>
0: cape, a glittering cape. Uh, his it is so nineteen seventies. It hurts in how glam it is. Um, but Alpha Centauri. Okay, so Alpha Centauri's costume. Um, <laughs> Mm -hmm. The costume designer designed the costume around a basic wicker frame, made the eye close with caliper brakes used on motorbikes and bicycles. There was a one-way mirror for the operator to see through. Uh, The operator's reaction upon seeing Alpha Centauri, uh, so the legend goes, this is hearsay, uh, supposedly was, It looks like a fucking prick. Yes! Uh, So they added the cape, so it would look less like a penis. Uh, and wound up giving them to every alien, mimicking the Doctor's instant acceptance by the delegates far more plausible, because they all have capes, he has a cape, he must be a delegate. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and now, when the, the operator saw that, they went, uh, the operator went, now it looks like a prick in a cape. Tch. Um. <laughs> which, I just, I just love. Anyway, what happens in the next episode? Because I've been waffling on for too long about... <sighs>
1: I'm glad a, I' was a very the...
0: very brief overview.
1: I'm very glad that I wasn't the only person that thought it looked like a penis. Um, oh, everyone thought it was a
0: penis, but again that it there is a monster in 70s Doctor Who that is described as the penis monster and Alpha Centauri isn't even the penis monster
1: anyway uh so we the doctor actually saves uh, the, the ice warriors from dying and the priest is like, look, he kept you alive. Praise Agador! And we see the guard in the background kind of walking around again, totally okay, and not sneaking around. And they ask about, like, the ancient writings and when Agador will be coming, and f- he will be, and him coming will be entirely full of evil shit, and everyone wants the conference to be cancelled, and he's just like, hell yeah, and the king goes, you can you fucking not! I'm the king, can you not? And we see Joe walking away and going back behind the curtain, finding the ledge, and she finds a thing on it. And, of course, the Dalits go, on primitive planets, they hold us captive. You're going to do that? He's like, I'm not fucking doing that. Everyone's really nervous, and they adjourn to think about what's going on. And the king wants to talk to Joe again. And is like, sup, girl? Do you believe me? Uh, uh, fuck all all the old men and the doctor. Fuck. You're really pretty. My mom was from Earth. We should smooch. And Joe thinks... That he wants her as a political ally instead. And he's like, no, I want a friend! And we see Ahabesh, uh brainwashing slash controlling a guard or just whatever to go kill people for Agador, And he's praying to a shrine as well. And says the doctor is the worst one. Kill him. The thing Joe found is an electronic key, which was probably of the Ice Warriors. And they're like, hey. They call colon- sorry. They colonized Earth. Oh one wow, time. really. I need to preface it. It is very early. I woke up because my cat threw up and I'm We're recording
0: tired. right now purely because dear's cat vomited and woke them up.
1: Yes, and I was not able to get back to sleep at the time, so I was just like, We should just record. So yeah. Um Anyway, they're like, hey, this key is probably the Ice Warriors and Remember when they colonized Earth that one time, uh, we need to dig the tardis out and figure everything out. And then there's this weird beeping and they go look for the noise. And one of the delegates life support systems is all fucky wuckied uh, Joe wants to let's look see, around for the life support system. And the doctor's like, no, but she leaves anyway. The doctor blames the ice warriors for it. Ice warriors blame the doctor. Joan Bewell looks around and finds it in the ice warriors room. And hides behind a curtain to stay secret and the Ice Warriors, like, instantly find her. Lock her in the room and leave with the support system. However, the delegate who was attacked can't remember who attacked them. And then the doctor goes after Joe. Uh, but the guard, named Grun, takes it all and he's like, <laughs> follow me. Because he apparently can't talk. And the diplomats are trying to figure out what's up with the princess being here and crap, and the ice warrior comes back and says the missing life support was in Joe's hands, so it's their fault. Joe meanwhile escapes and walks around the ledge almost dying and gets into another window. The guard uh-huh. leads him, the doctor, into a room and he's like, Joe's here. And but Joe actually has been found by Alf, which is pretty bad. Uh but as soon as oh, nice. he as the guard hears Alf growling, the guard's like, Ugh and runs away uh (laughs) joe gets caught by the ice warriors and she goes alf is down there and the warriors want to go fight it but there's nothing there and the doctor's running away now from alf joe is led back to the room of the ice warriors and they go back and forth arguing about who killed who apparently no one technically tried to kill the delegate it only would have put them into a coma so they weren't actually trying to kill them it was kind of weird and then Joe goes. I'm sorry, I judged you. And the Ice Warriors are apparently now reject violence except in self defense.
0: <laughs> Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe is just like I'm sorry. I've I've never done anything wrong. And 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 the Ice Warriors are just like it's okay. I believe you and I
1: love you. Mm-hmm. It it's okay. I trust you. I love you. I'd die for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Uh, they're like, well, why do you have this gun? And they're like, well, a gun is an order for peace.
0: Well, uh, well okay, what they say, that, what they basically are saying is like, in order to keep peace, sometimes you have to use force. You have to be willing to fight Yeah, for I peace.
1: know, but literally just the fact that, like, I had a mass shooting, like, 20 minutes from me
0: <laughs> is okay, a lot.
1: that's not- I, it, it's it's not a like lot. Fucking I know. AR fifteen. I know, but he it's called out a model rocket ship. I I under I understand that, and I understand the point of view, because you have to understand that. Like, I understand the point. Okay, I don't want to get to gun control on this fucking podcast, but I.
0: Well, Doctor Who does. <sighs>
1: we'll We'll have that conversation when we get to that episode. How does that sound? Okay. Um, but just like. Being in the situation I am now and hearing that is just like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Um, but there's like two things that don't really feel that great in this show. Anyway, uh, the Ice Warriors apparently now reject violence. Uh, we really need to talk to the doctor and figure stuff out. But the doctor is cornered by Elf, so he uses a torch. And it's it's good. He's fine. Uh, he follows the tunnel and r- finds the room with the Elf Shrine. Which is kind of cool from the earlier in the episode, and he kind of touches it, and happens just like you fucking sacrilegious motherfucker, kill him, and that's that's the episode.
0: Yeah, and then he died. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Alpha Centauri. Would you like to know what the directorial uh sort of um guidance she was given as to how to voice Alpha Centauri? Sure I'm gonna give you a hint. It is very British um what she was told to think of the character as a prissy homosexual civil servant.
1: Oh why so,
0: <laughs> which in retrospect, is like, huh, oh yeah, that's right. This is a British production because you know homosexuality being illegal and everything.
1: I don't fucking um, care. Fucking why? Uh, <sighs> Continue your uh, conversation. Fact, uh,
0: is uh Is... The... the um, Islea. The... The Ice Warrior. I'm, I keep trying to say Ice Lord, but he's not an Ice Lord in this. He's not an Ice Lord. He's just an Ice Warrior. The Ice Warrior who speaks a lot in this is the same guy who played the last Ice Warrior who spoke a lot in the Seeds of Doom that we watched. Uh, Mm. That was like nearly about five years prior thereabouts. Um, Which, you know, that's something. That's something. So, okay, well... This is... I have to preface this with this is kind of a a myth, but also there's an air of truth to it, and it's Possibly not entirely true But there are aspects of it that are true Uh, the director A rather outspoken Australian Was irritated with the restrained British way In which the cast members reacted to the mythical beast Entering a royal chamber at one point Uh, he castigated them Insisting that they should be thinking Holy fucking cow Uh After a break, during which Pertwee had circulated amongst the cast, and as Barry Letts, the producer, had apparently showed a party of, according to some sources, Boy Scouts and or a vicar around the set, they filmed the scene an entire cast of characters uh, of aliens shouted, holy fucking cow, in unison, as the beast walked through the door. Um, You know, as a joke take to sort of tell the director, like, Calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, Unsurprisingly, this story has been embroidered a lot over the years. It's more plausible account though, is that it took place during camera rehearsals before lunch and then uh, Barry Letts took the vicar through the studio, whereupon the director moderated his language for the rest of the day. (laughs) Which is hard because, you know, as Australians, we swear a fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, It's just a part of our language we have a lot of anger at the british okay um even though we we, <laughs> we let it out a lot with the ashes um supposedly though uh the the doctor who's one of the doctor who society clubs uh was there for one of the sessions but doesn't remember it so who knows if it's true or not it's a fun story but i like it uh, I will also mention the writer of the story has been in some hot water just before he wrote this, uh, of uh, adapting a novel for a, an episode of another bit of TV show, and by adapting of course, uh, they mean junking everything except the title and chucking in full frontal nudity because nobody watches BBC Two. <laughs> Which, you know, is not exactly a good thing to do, so it was kind of on thin ice at the moment. Uh, but I mean, this story... They essentially were like, um... They were trying to kick around ideas... Uh... They wanted to... They were like, we have a, a an alien planet... Uh... Some sort of isolation sort of thing... And Terrence Dix thought it was dull and samey as other episodes... And was unimpressed with the rather... Uh, anonymous monster that they had... So they mashed some scripts together that they had... Uh... And had the gladiatorial fight... Uh, the writer developed a a Baskerville-style curse plot, Uh, plus the thought that the Ice Warriors uh, hadn't been used in a while, they wanted to use them again, because uh, uh, Barry Letts was like, hey, we want people to know that, like, the Master isn't the only sort of, like, classic monster, like, any... The the Master isn't the only shot in the show's locker, they've got other things as well, like, they've got classic monsters still, Um, the Master isn't like, it's not just the Doctor and the Master show.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but, uh... What happens in the next episode,
1: yeah. Uh, apparently, when they go tell the King about what happened, he's like, there's no fucking tunnels, what? And Hepish is like, nah, there's no tunnels. And the Doctor's like, what the fuck? The Dalits gets go, hey, a royal pardon would look cool, can you do that? And he's like, no, but there's an alternative, trial by combat, woohoo! Uh, time to fight Grun to the death in the pit of death. And then the king realizes how much the doctor means to Joan is like, uh, don't hate me and maybe smooch me. And she runs off. Hapish leaves the door to the doctor's room unlocked and unguarded and goes, look, listen, I don't want you to die. Wink. Just leave. And the delegates are talking again and thinking about how apparently they think they're having the delegation wanting to be destroyed. Basically, like they think the king wants to destroy the delegation, Uh, Hepish even thinks, even gives the doctor an escape route to get rid of him, and Hepish goes, hey, uh, the Federation's gonna strip mine and kill the planet, bro, so we, like, can't do this. And if we don't stand alone, who's gonna destroy the Federation? And he's like, wait, what do you mean, alone? You have people with you? And then the delegates decide to do absolutely nothing about the doctor, who is meanwhile working on something with a spinny piece of glass. I don't know. Uh... Ice Warriors go talk to Joe and ask her to talk with him, and she's, like, really angry, and they're like, well, we voted to stay, him to, s- to stay, because the doctor saved my life, so we want to save the doctor's life. Also, the, degel- the delegate, uh, who looks like a brain in a jar, is listening in on the conversation, weirdly? That's strange. Of course, Hepish you sends- a-, a, a brain in a jar? Yeah, all the time. Hepish sends a party to find the doctor and kill him, because he escaped. But also, Alf is down in the tunnels. So the Doctor (gasps) spins his little thing and goes to hang out with Alf. Is he
0: looking for cats to eat?
1: Yes. He he spins his little thing and he goes to hang out with Alf while Joe also winds up going down there. The Ice Warriors can't seem to find the Doctor and think Hepish and the planet need to answer for for everything. The Doctor is apparently singing Alf to sleep and then starts to fucking pet him before Joe runs in and chases him off with the torch like a fucking idiot. Ice Warriors ask where the fuck the Doctor and Joe are, and the King is like, listen, they escaped. But then he just shows up, and he's like, hey, we we talked to Agador and pet him a lot, and he's not holy, he's just down in the tunnels eating trash and cats. And Hepish is still being a little bitch. Joe begs the King again to at least listen to the Doctor, and he doesn't, so he's sent back to his room. And then everybody's brought down to the pits and it's Laugh Man standing. There is a spear fight. Doctor's winning, Gran is winning, Grana's thrown a sword, more fighting, doctor wins, but then a delegate pulls out a gun, the brain in a jar, and then <sighs> Okay, stop. I <sighs> But then one of the delegates, the brain in a jar, pulls out their like penis gun, and we see the Ice Warriors gun also go off, and that was the episode.
0: So, um, you know the Venusian lullaby that the Doctor sings?
1: Venusian, yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, it is retooled, as the brought back from the demons. The demons, uh, the lullaby that he sings in that. And it is to the tune of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Because, you know, John Pertwee knows a lot of fucking folk songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just little ditties in general, um. Uh, This is also the first uh, third Doctor story to not feature the Brigadier or any member of unit at all and did not have any scenes on Earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colony in space had the Brigadier inserts at the beginning and end of the episode, so that doesn't count. So this is the very first one. Um, Also, this is the very first... Uh, very. This is the only episode of the original series uh, that has the Ice Warriors that does not consist of six episodes. Wow, what a fun fact to include in this list of fun facts that I have. Oh boy. Um, I don't know why. Uh, uh, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier, this story is an allegory for the U- UK's ascension to the common market of the European... What was then to become the European Union, which was a highly topical issue at the time. Mm-hmm. And this episode doesn't delve much into it thankfully because it would have created a lot of um, contention to say the least Uh, apparently Alpha Centauri was supposed to change colour in order to reflect their mood which Mm -hmm. I don't know how they would have pulled that off but whatever Um, uh, so another fun fact King Peladon uh, played by David Troughton if you're paying attention that name may sound familiar because David Trouton is Patrick Trouton's son, who's Patrick Trouton? Shame on you! It's the second Doctor. That's right. The uh, King Peladon is the second Doctor's son. Uh, David Trouton has a long history with Doctor Who. He played a confused soldier in the War Games, if you remember, dear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he played a background guard in uh, The Enemy of the World. He played the King of Peladon in this, and he plays a whole heap of audio adventure roles and. Something else in the future as well. Um, he and Katie Manning, who played Joe, actually started dating during filming. The, it didn't last long, though. Uh, according to uh, to Katie Manning, uh, both of them wanted their relationship to go further, but neither of them had the courage to actually say it to the other person. Um, so they, they kind of just fell apart over mm-hmm. time, uh, which... Another fun fact as well is that David Tratton at the time was sharing a flat with Colin Baker, who eventually became the Sixth Doctor. Which. Britain's very small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Britain's very small. Um, also, Agador initially was meant to be more ape like, but the finished costume is more akin to like a bear. Yeah.
1: Uh huh.
0: So, what happens in the final episode,
1: yeah? Uh, hepish leaves. While this happens, and the doctor's like, I-, I told you it was Hepish, and pretty much also, uh, Arcturus, the brain in a jar delegate, um, and we find out that Arcturus was shot by the Ice Warriors, which is pretty not good, and he's like, well, listen, he's probably thought that there were a lot of great minerals here that he was going to mine out, which is why he told Hepish that the delegation was going to fuck him up. But Hepish is alive, so he's gonna probably still fuck with our shit. He's gonna tell someone, and a huge war's gonna start. Time to kill Hepish! Uh, Apparently, instead, let's replace Hepish. But the delegates still don't want to interfere. Meanwhile, the guard is seen putting a rock by the door to open it up to go into the tunnels. And Penis character is going just like, I don't want to- I just want to veto and- <laughs> Uh, even though we're still talking about this, it's fine. The doctor sees a rock in front of the drawer and Joe goes, Hey, look, that's weird. You should go in there. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to the Penis. Bye. And- Yay, y'all. We see the guards coming to get Hepish and he starts a fucking brawl. Even though Hepish has an army behind him, which is kind of weird. And the delegates decide to vote on helping them or not. And even the penis agrees to it, which is great. But they need to use their communicators. Too bads' penises was broken. Uh, Joe is really worried about them talking to Earth for some weird reason. It's not like she's faking who she is or anything. Uh, But also, the Ice Warriors communicator was also broken. So Joe's safe and it's fine. (sighs) The doctor finds Grun attacked, learns about Hepish and the soldiers. Joe, meanwhile, goes... Uh, hey, what the fuck are you talking about? Because she's told that apparently her and the king are engaged, but also not really. And then the delegates have no way to talk to the ships. Penis freaks the fuck out again, going, <laughs> penis. Trying to figure out what's going on. And- <laughs> I'm a penis!
0: <laughs> That's a sex box, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also- Instantly, please refer back to our previous episode where we had a sexual education talk to learn more about the penis, but also instantly cut to the soldiers.
0: Wait, was that last episode?
1: No, it was an episode like a while back.
0: I was about to say, that was like 20 episodes ago.
1: It's fine. Refer back to that episode. I don't know which one it was, but refer back to it. Uh, Instantly cut to all the soldiers fighting in front of the king. They take him hostage. Doctor decides to go get Agador and hypnotize him and bring him with him. Hepesh comes into the room with the delegates and he's like, where's the doctor? I don't know. Okay, come with me to the throne room. Doctor takes Agador by the horns, like, come with us. It's okay, buddy. Delegates all come into the throne room. Hepesh is like, fucking cooperate with us and just leave. We don't want you here. We don't want you to be part of the Federation. We don't want the Federation. Go away. The doctor comes in and goes, hey, look, it's Agador. And he's like, no, it's not, you're a fucking non-believer, sacrilege, burn the witch. Uh. And he tries to get Agador to kill the doctor, and instead, Agador just slaps the fuck out of Hepish, and he dies. And then the army just kind of gives up now that Hepish is dead, and the king is like, it's okay, we're just gonna strike this from our entire history, don't worry about it, you're fine. The doctor and Joe then just leave- Go back to the TARDIS and it's time to go back to Earth, maybe. Actually, apparently he thinks the TARDIS only worked because the Time Lords probably sent him here to help. And Agador comes out to hang with the Doctor and he's like, hey, I like you. And he's like, it's okay, I'll walk him home. And then the thing, the King comes in to talk to Joe while the Doctor leaves and he goes, hey, I love you. And Joe's like, I'm not a princess. It's like, I don't give a fuck. And then Joe smooches him finally and they- he needs to go to the Coronation so he leaves. Joe Joe is crying and is unsure if she wants to come back to Earth, and the doctor's like, No, yeah, we should. And then they walk around the corner to go to the coronation, and the real Earth delegate is here, and they're like, Who the fuck is the doctor? What the fuck? We should talk to him. So they run away. And the doctor and Joe run back into the TARDIS while the de- delegates come in and they see the TARDIS swoosh away. And that's the episode.
0: They swoosh away. Yep. Is that how they do that? Yeah. Swoosh mm-hmm. away. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that as you may have noticed, yeah, was a a, a, a later addition to the script from Terrence sticks The whole actually, it was the Time Lords mm. uh, because he was like, we have to have a fucking like reason for them, like. <laughs> The story is that the doctor can't leave Earth, so he, there has to be a reason why he's leaving and so they their kind of go-to whenever he does leave Earth is just the Lord sent him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Print it, sell it. <sighs> <sighs> the Curse of Peladon How do you feel, dear?
1: Meh. Like a like a six, maybe.
0: Like a six? Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's, it's because of Alpha Centauri, isn't it? It's because Alpha Centauri looks like a dick.
1: Uh, no, I was just kind of out of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want Alpha Centauri to look like a dick. Maybe. That's alright, there's probably a few... <laughs> there's probably a few more monsters that don't look like dicks coming up. For instance, the next episode is the Sea... Oh... Mm. Uh, the Sea Devils! Next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't look like dicks. They, um... Uh, they don't look like dicks. Mm-hmm. I, I promise. I promise? Yeah. I promise. It's written by Malcolm Hulk, if that's anything. Mm. You you tend to actually like his stories.
1: Mm. I'm gonna go. It's true. I'm gonna leave. You
0: tend to like them?
1: Goodbye. But, Goodbye, uh, Gam. I'm gonna go. Uh, Have fun the with sea your Devils. podcast.
0: Next the sea Devils. Next episode. Sea Devils. Goodbye.